G'day listeners, it's your host Matt here and I'd like to welcome you all to another episode of the Revel Brewing Show. For those of you tuning in for the very first time, we're coming to you from Balimba in Brisbane, Australia and we discuss all aspects of the culture that encapsulates independent craft beer. In this episode, we're diving a little further into the history of Revel Rivermakers in the historic Acetate of Lime factory in Morningside. We're absolutely stoked for the opening this weekend, so we thought we'd share a little bit more about the journey to get here. Now, without further ado, roll the intro. Bit of Dutch courage. Everyone have a beer. Yeah. After eight beers each. Like well oiled. I think that's probably a good segue. So we've had the basically, you know, twelve months in. You've had this opportunity come along that might have been done in three to five years, perhaps, if if you'd played it safe. But yeah, we're really forced to in that twelve months go take that next step. We had COVID that that read its read its head um, and still sort of lingering around. We've had some other challenges in in and around the brewery as well, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, you could say I think that. that's why I <laughs> Over to you, Dave. I'm just going to sit over here and drink my beer, guys. So for those playing along at home, I'm the one that causes all the issues. <laughs> no, no. I think... Um, Jeff, Jeff causes the issues, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> different, different podcasts. He needs, he needs his own podcast. Yeah. It's very similar to me, yeah. but yeah. completely different. Jeff, person. Jeff yeah. needs to be on Beer with a Brewer. <laughs> it's I like think Barney. Yeah. And we need Dave today. Yeah. It's like yeah. Barney, Barney out of the Simpsons. <laughs> I think Jeff, Jeff should do the next Gab's walkthrough. I think that would be <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess uh, on the back of COVID and when it hit, I guess most precarious point that a business can be in is during like capital expansion mm. financially you're in a world of hurt and you are on the edge and then you get hit by COVID and then we go second venue second production site and try and open up oh, yeah a lot more beer available to the people and yeah this is where things got a little bit tricky for us yeah it did um <clears throat> there's been I think when we when we started the Oxford Street Brewery, it was uh-huh. very um, um, audacious, for want of better words, to to put a essentially um, a restaurant and a brewery um, in an area that's surrounded by um, uh, population. A, yeah, a heavy yeah. dense population, housing and things like that. Yeah, it, it's it's part of our business plan. Is yeah. that it was the relationship between where we produce the product and where people can consume the product, and being as tram- transparent can mm. and having that sort of relationship between the production brewery side and our restaurant, restaurant sort of thing so mm. and I think that you know that's the heart and soul I mean I I was brewing beer and making pizza every Friday and mum said why don't you bring that business idea to the people and that's what we wanted to do and that came with challenges at Oxford Street um, and we got through them um, and you know we thought we would learn our lessons and we would do something very different um, and take that this, this new facility, mm. and we've run into more challenges, shall we say. Shall yeah. we say. On the yeah. other side of the fence. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but like anything, um, I think when it comes to these sorts of things, <clears throat> it's how you face the challenge. Um, and we here at Revel, we do it with a positive outlook um, and a very respectful outlook on, on where people are coming from. We try to see everyone's point of view. And um, I think because of that, whilst challenges will always come, because life isn't fair, anyone who tells you that it is is selling something or lying, in my opinion. So 
I think we will look at any challenge that we have with this facility or any other facility we have um, positively. And, you know, I think, again, what I lean on is I've got a great team and the team's got, you know, a great purpose and we all rally together and get behind each other um, during these really, really challenging times, um, uh, personally and professionally. So I'm, I'm still, I'm really positive um, about where things are going with this mm -hmm. facility. Um, and I think that's probably, um, <clears throat> you know, we, we took the idea from Oxford Street and said, why don't we just make this again on a different scale? So whilst we're sitting in our, um, literally in the, in the brew house um, facility now where we're making our beer, um, right behind me is our, um, our new restaurant that's currently being built um, as we speak. So I'm really excited about launching that in the next, um, uh, in the next few months and uh, bringing all the good people from our area that have supported us all through this uh, and showcasing exactly it is what we do here at Rivermakers. We make our products um, and uh, you can enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry. I, was, I was just going to say, it's showcasing our products, showcasing who we are, but like, it's also this building and facility. But it's a historic building that's over 100 years old. It's been hidden away from the people of Morningside. And it's probably got one of the most like ex extensive uh, histories of yeah. Australian um, culture and also Brisbane oh, it's um, running so through its stories. veins. Like, it's, it's crazy. I don't think people... So one of the, one of the little stories um, here is around um, the, the bloke that designed it um, named August Stababi. August Debevi? Debevi? Debevi. Have a bevy. Have a bevy with Belgian people, total please sense. correct us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <we're looking laughs> yeah. Um, and he was, he's kind of like the, um, like the modern uh, grandfather, the of, of, grandfather brewing of brewing in, in Australia. Australia. He worked on um, the Carlton, the United, the Swan, Swan. the Foster's uh, breweries. Um, Cascade. Cascade. Yeah. Um, so this guy was commissioned by the Commonwealth to come up because he'd done all of this great stuff. And they're like, can you, can you build us a facility in Morningside to make acetate of lime? Because the essence is brewing, right? It's the, the making that 8% wash that we talked about earlier. Um, <clears throat> and so you've got this guy that did all this stuff on the, the actual pillars of beer in Australia, and he's come up here and created this facility, and we're now unlocking that and showcasing it. It's, it's really special. Yeah, yeah, and as, as hard as it is, you might even be underselling him there for a minute. Like... The guy is a microbiologist from Belgium. Belgium. Um, went to school with, oh, what's his name? Louis Pasteur. Uh, was one of his, was a lecturer at the university that he went to in France, Belgium, that, somewhere around there. Is that Louis Pasteur? Pasteur. <laughs> so the man who invented pasteurisation, a lot of, uh, I think, immunisation and viral microbiology that the world leans on so heavy right now. Learned from him, uh, finished up his studies over there in Europe, came over to Australia, went down to Melbourne, started working in a couple of breweries, and then I think realised that some of the water supply in Melbourne wasn't all that great. They may or may not have been mixing in some sewerage water into their town water supply, oh. causing some diphtheria in town. That's a bit shit. It, yeah. <laughs> it's going into Foster's. <laughs> That's a beer style you don't want to lean into. Maybe hey, a like. Not a lot of changes. <laughs> Microbiological training kicks in for Augusta Bevy. 
realises that it's a town, town water supply that's causing problems with the beer, lobbies the Melbourne water body to work on their water supply, clean it up a little bit, helps solve diphtheria in Melbourne, helps get a better water supply for uh, the brewery down in Melbourne, uh, Foster's, I think it was at the time, and then takes that to the next step, discovers and isolates a couple of uh, yeast strains, Australian-specific ale yeast strains um, that are the backbone of brewing ales in mm. Australia. Um, so when we say he's, yeah, godfather of brewing in Australia yeah. and yeah. everything that he's done for the brewing industry, and he, it's a name that you don't really hear much about. And then, yeah, we go to war. The Commonwealth realises that we need to produce acetate of lime ourselves, tap him on the shoulder, can you build something for us? Can you design something? Mm. Comes up with a fermentation process using sugarcane from Queensland, mm, keeping everything together. Mm. Designs this whole fermentation process, buildings, everything, gets it going, does what it needs to do, patents it, then hands the patent back over to the Commonwealth as a gesture of good faith, saying, this is yours. Mm. Didn't hold on to it, didn't do anything. He got a OB, didn't he? Only brewer in Australia ever to be the Order of Australia, or Order of the Commonwealth? Order of the British Empire. British Empire? Yeah, yeah. OB, Order of the yeah, British whatever Empire. whatever it was at that stage. Yeah, right. And designed this building. Yeah, there's just so much. Mm. What a legend. They tell you not to fall in love with the building that you're yeah. trying to run a business in or anything like that and to stay or remove emotion from as much as you can, but mm. once you sort of sit in a place like this... Yeah. ...and you learn you always think about it and stories... And it's always you look at the wall and you're like, wow, yeah. like that's been there for so long and so many people have walked past that point and looked at it, stood at it, touched it, been a part of it. Yeah. There'll be people that grew up in this facility. There'll 100%. be people that lived here mm. as their, their introduction to Australia. Um. And yeah, well, and he, yeah. Was the, he was a businessman that created something of it. And, you know, it would be really lovely to, to hear from people um, that may have had an experience at this site mm. um, throughout, their, throughout the years. It, it would be interesting. There'd be a lot of people around Brisbane, I, I reckon. I reckon there would be because, yep. I mean, it literally was... Migrated after World War II. Yeah, come in through here. Yeah, oh, so maybe that... would be great, wouldn't it? August of Bevy. Maybe that's why they call it Have a Bevy. It could be. Let's just roll with it. Yeah, anyway, it sounds good. Try. I think we're going to make a beer out of that. Anyway, we're going to make a beer about this guy. I think he deserves it. We'll just call it the bevy. The bevy. Yeah. The bevy. Simple. simple. He's quite a good looking chap too. There's some historic photos that we might bring up on the podcast to show you. He's, uh, yeah, he's a good looking rooster. Yeah, kind uh, of I think looks like me a little bit. Uh, probably not. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think his son was the first brewer here too. Um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, he passed the baton down actually. Yeah, I want to say his name's Xavier or something. Yeah, Xavier. Xavier. Yep. Xavier. Yep. Yeah, so super, super cool history. And I think... Uh, Very geeky. Well, I know. I don't think... I know people are, are going to connect with that. Like, when yeah. they come here and, and have a beer, it's always like, if you go travelling or something um, and, you, you know, you check out a nice brewery or restaurant or whatever, if there's some kind of story behind the place, um, definitely draws people in and then spreads the word when they go out and obviously tell everyone... <laughs> Goes, See, yeah. definitely brewing beer here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff's going on. Yeah, I think the you know beer is art and science, right? And then adding a historic overlay—that's mm. it's kind of like the like a triangle. It's yep. it's cool. It's very very cool. And and so just to circle back slightly, I mean, we you know we had COVID, we had you know other things sort of, sort of go on. It's been quite a long process between 
you know, if you think about it, we were open about 12 months and then we started this project and it's not open yet, mm. right? So that's a long period of time. What's, what's that been like just from <laughs> pretty open-ended question, but I'm just keen to, keen to know your, your thoughts on, yeah, what it's, what it's been like being in something that's like half finished or part, part way there. I built. Yeah, we've been, <clears throat> we've literally been limping on one leg for quite a while. Like this, this facility um, has been built on our Oxford Street model, which is to have a the production facility and the restaurant together. And we, we haven't had the restaurant for quite a while. We hit COVID challenges. Um, we were massively f- uh, in financial woes for, for, for quite a while there because of that. Um, the banks closed their door to us, except for one of them, which partnered, and that was amazing. Um, so what it did, is it made us, it kind of made us hustle in a very different way. We hustled internally for as much as we could, um, and then we, we worked with our partners and the people that we do business with on a day-to-day basis, and, and everyone came to the party. Everyone, from suppliers, um, you know, a BMI, um, our, our bank that we bank with, that, and, uh, and, and we, we do most of our business through, Judo, um, through to the team itself. Everyone dug deep and everyone sacrificed. There's not one person around the table or anyone that works in or around Revel that won't say they have done something consistently above and beyond to keep it going. And it's the great hustle. We've talked about this on, a, on an earlier um, Revel Brewing show and I think every single business person, entrepreneur, small business, anyone you talk to will have a very similar story. Um, particularly, I think, around the four to five year mark as well. It is a precarious time for business. They talk about the first year where businesses fail if they're not viable because of maybe poor planning or market research or what it might be. Um, but that, that year two through to year five is also a really interesting window. And we're following a trajectory at the moment that looks really, really solid. Um, but then you throw in all of these little spicy bombs of COVID and financial devastation and you've got to move, you've got to move quick. And this last lockdown is a great example. We, we had to change because we didn't know how long it was going to be. Um, and everyone, everyone compromised and sacrificed and, and hustled to make it happen. Absolutely, yeah. And it's, it's the people that are just seeing it and, and facing it head on as well that tend to be the, the ones doing the best. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think we've all, we've all done that. G'day listeners, it's your host Matt here again. And I just want to say a quick thank you for listening to this episode. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook page at Revel Brewing Co. Balimba or send us a DM on Instagram. Our handle is at Revel Brewing Co., all one word. Again, if you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe on your podcast player to stay in the loop. If you're from the local Brisbane area, we'd love to see you in the brewery sometime in Oxford Street, Balimba. Until next time, remember, good people drink good beer.